Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. You're welcome. What's up? Um, our Christmas tree. <gasps> oh, we're just going to jump right in, aren't we? Sorry. Do you want to talk about your week first? How was your week? Mm, good, I think. Well, it couldn't be bad because you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, or you mean our brains block out trauma. Ooh. Ooh, see what I did there? Oh. Uh, no, but I don't think anything traumatic happened <laughs> to me this week. <laughs> oh, man. So we said we were going to have a guest today. Oh. But yeah. she had an emergency she had to go and do, and so we're going to wing it. Wing. So it's a good thing we didn't tell you who it was because, surprise, it's Podcat. Podcast's not even down here. You're a dick. You're trying to you're me. trying to trick them, and <laughs> yeah. that's not true. That's, that's not, not true. Podcast's not, not right. down here. Where did all your ethics go? Yeah, they're not here today. Jeez. <laughs> so um, today we were like, let's go shopping together because we don't know what to get our husbands. Which, by the way, I think we did good. I know too. I'm proud of us, and it was fun. Mm -hmm. So we had we went to Walmart. <laughs> And spent where like, all the good people go. We spent like two hours at Walmart, <laughs> um, shopping for our husbands and ourselves and Chelsea's kids. And then we're like, let's set up a Christmas tree in the pod room because, Why ho not? ho ho. Yeah, exactly. So and our husbands decorated without um, any Consent. of our any of our um, desires being fulfilled. True, Christmas decoration wise. So we decided this is our room and we get to decorate it how we want to. So we did. It's very like. How do you describe it? Like rustic? It's like rustic buffalo check. Is that what that red and black is? It's called buffalo check? I, I don't know if red and black is buffalo check or if the white and black and gray is buffalo check or if it's the pattern. Oh. But it's check. Mm. <laughs> Plaid? Flannel. Flannel is a type of a fabric. <laughs> I am the one drinking coffee beer tonight, not you. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Anyways, the tree is super, super cute. We have stockings on the wall. I feel so Christmassy. You're my little ho, ho, ho. Oh, that was rude. <laughs> what are you trying to say about me? That you're mine. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that one. A lot of people like that one. I don't mind Thanksgiving. I like to eat. I like to eat, too. Yep. yep. What's been going on in your neck of the woods this week? Not a lot. Not a lot. It's been nice to only be like part-time at work because I like, I've just had a lot of time to get my homework done. And so I'm not up until midnight trying to write a fucking paper. Yeah. So that's been nice. You know what? What? Fuck me. Um, so yesterday I was like, I was good. I had all my homework done for the week. Everything was well. And then I have a few classmates of mine that are in a group chat with me. Oh, cute. And then they're all texting and they're like, oh my God, what did you think of this paper? And they're like, oh, I haven't started it yet. Oh, I started mine. I submitted, blah, 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 blah. And like, they're talking about this paper. I'm like, what fucking paper? <laughs> and so I go onto my Canvas app and sure fucking shit, there's a paper there. And I'm like, to be honest, you guys. <laughs> I didn't even know we had a paper. So you guys are doing a lot better than me. So last night I wrote probably the worst paper I've ever written since like high school Solid. and submitted it to my graduate program. So, well, do you want to feel a little bit better about yourself? It's only 25 points. So you want to, you want to feel better about yourself? Kind <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so apparently for my graduate program, which I'm almost fucking done with and I should know better. 
um, there was a required synchronous Zoom meeting on October 26th <laughs> that I did not go to and got the reminder yesterday. <laughs> oh my God. It was required. But there's no like, there's no points in the grade book. There's no assignment tab for it. So I'm like, well, fuck it. She hasn't said anything. So oh, no. I'm either going to totally fail this class and punch myself in the face because it's my least favorite class ever, or we're just going to keep rolling. But I didn't go. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that was the day I had like that migraine from hell though, to where like oh. I couldn't get off the floor. Mm -hmm. And so even if I had remembered, I wouldn't have gone anyway because I couldn't fucking see anything. Rip. Mm -hmm. So sorry that happened. My migraine or that I missed that? All of it. <laughs> I'm sorry too. All of it. Yep. It was rough. I'm really happy. Uh, off. Bye. <laughs> conversation. That's added. all the end. New conversation. <laughs> um, I'm really happy that we figured out our light situation. There's just a button. Yeah. So the lights on our leaf wall were like crazy, insane. If you have epilepsy, you shouldn't come in here type of a thing. Um, and then I was like, I wish we could just have them on one setting and turns out we can. There's a button on the box. Yep. Anywho. So the lights are now fixed. Yay. <laughs> um, we had some, do you want to go into the questions? Yet? Yeah, we might. Okay. As well. I don't have anything like super exciting that happened this week. Me either. It was a pretty mellow week, which was kind of nice. I've done all my Christmas shopping now though. I don't have to fucking do anything else. I might get my husband a couple more things and I want to get my nieces some things obviously, but do yeah. you want to hear the coolest thing ever? My so my family, what we're going to do this year, um, for a long time, we've only shopped for the kids mm -hmm. and like us adults, we don't need anything. Um, but this year, and I'm not excited, but my family is, so it's cool. I'm just not ready for it. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to draw names over Thanksgiving. If COVID allows us to travel home, mm -hmm. um, we're going to draw names over Thanksgiving and everyone only gets one person. So you only get one gift. Um, but then I have to burp really bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so we're going to draw names over Thanksgiving and then you have to make something for them. Like you cannot, like the only thing you can buy is like materials to craft your person a gift. Oh, cute. Mm -hmm. But that means like I have to craft something and I have to help both of my children craft something oh. and probably my spouse craft. So. so my mom's like, yay. And I'm like, you know, I have like three I have to do now. Oh, it'll be fun. The kids will like it. Anyway, I can give you some ideas. I love crafty stuff. Okay. I'm here for it. Perfect. I'm okay. just going to use you for all that stuff. Okay. Like I like crafty stuff, but I don't fucking have time. Mm-hmm. To do mine and help both kids. Oh my gosh. You just do yours and I'll do it with them. Okay. Sold. Anyway. One of them likes me good enough, so. Which one? I don't know. <laughs> Statist <laughs> statistically, one of them does. We just haven't figured out which one yet. I think it's Aiden. Aiden's kind of a bro, though. Like, if Chris came over and was like, let's play video games, he'd be like, fuck off, Emily. Get out of our space. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a bro. Um, We did have some questions, though, on all of our platforms. On Instagram. What's our Instagram? At mental health sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. That's right. Um, and we had a couple on our new Facebook page, mm -hmm. which was exciting for me. 
Because I'm really fucking trying to keep up with that thing, and I don't understand it. It makes me mad. Yeah, it's hard to run one because it, it looks very different from an admin perspective than it does, like, a, so a liker stupid. perspective. So it's hard to navigate, but we're working on it. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like social media. It's, like, a pain in my ass. But people sent questions over Facebook. Um, and we do have an email, but I don't want to talk about the email yet. Why? Um, because it's not related to our episode today, and I want to save it for a surprise. Oh, this is the one that your mom sent in and she was like, Emily has to answer. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But I want to save it because it's not related to our episode today. Okay. Okay. I'm um, here for it. So today we're going to talk about trauma. Um, and so all of our questions that we received are related to trauma. Um, so Becca, and she's a good friend of mine from college. She was my roommate. Mm -hmm. She's just a stellar fucking person. Um, she said, how do you process trauma physically? Trauma is such a difficult topic for me because I'm not well versed in it like you are. I love trauma. Um, you answer first so I can think. Because mm. to me, I'll probably answer it the same way as stress. Okay. Probably. So I think it depends on like what type of – like are you – I, I don't – I should have asked her. So if the <laughs> question is saying like how do I personally process trauma physically or if it's generic to like – what are some I, good ways? And I think it depends on what kind, like what the trauma is as well. Like mm -hmm. obviously if your trauma is from like, you know, a sexual assault and say, so how you process that as to how you would process a trauma from, I don't know, like a, a natural disaster, like a tornado. Yeah. Those are two completely different things. And you would probably do completely different things for those mm -hmm. traumas as well. So I think yeah. it depends on what the type of trauma is. But I think there's some ways too to like when you're when you're thinking about trauma exposure, um, like physically going and visiting the site where that accident happened or, you know, <gasps> driving past the house where the assault happened. Those are some very physical things you can do. Make sure that you're doing that with the recommendation of a therapist because that's a, that could be a huge trigger too. Oh, yeah. Um, but also like just any sort of tactile stuff like playing with clay or play-doh art therapy is a fantastic way to get some of that stuff physically mm -hmm. out um journaling i would say would be a really good one um there's a really cool thing and i'm going to talk about it a little bit later but it's kind of it's specifically for sexual assault victims um and it's kind of a way of taking your power back and it involves a lot of sensory motor stuff but i'll talk about that later Anyway, those are those are some ideas for me, Becca. If I'm like totally off base, and you're like, "That's not what I fucking meant." <laughs> Please text me or DM me and be like, "You're an idiot," and then we'll try to answer it better next time. Because <laughs> that's how I took it. But what? anyway, okay. What about you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I felt like I answered it already, but yep. Okay. Um, I don't know. You brought up like um, tangible things like clay or Play-Doh and stuff. Um, I don't know. I recently took a training um, for trauma-informed schools and I'll probably, I'll talk more about that later. But one of the big things that she mentioned was stuff like that. So like the glitter wands, the um, like squishy balls and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> don't get cool. <laughs> you said squishy balls. Okay, whatever. Anyway, okay. Stress balls. It's, I don't know. Go on. Okay, so the next question we got, um, I don't know the like the Instagram handle. I don't have I don't have it memorized. I don't remember. Our Instagram? No, like the one that this came from. She oh. might not want her name out there. 
Oh, I asked permission if I could use Becca's name. I don't know if we asked permission about the other. Um, I don't think that she'll care. It's my sister and in law in law. Okay, <laughs> it's my it's my husband's sister in law. Oh, gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. So she asked us um, if either one of us are interested in being certified in EMDR. Which I'm not gonna lie, I, that's not something like I knew. What are you making <laughs> noises for? She's like wheezing. Um, I really didn't know much about it until all of this came about. And so I asked in the middle of Walmart, I was like, Hey, it looked at Chelsea. <laughs> and I was like, um, just so I don't sound dumb on the podcast. Like what, <laughs> what, is this? what is this? And she explained it to me and I was like, Holy shit. That's really fucking cool. Yep. And I think I have it in my notes to explain later. Cause I don't want to give away all of our content in the questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, that is something that I've actually tossed around to be certified in EMDR um, because it is so effective. And they actually use EMDR a lot, a lot now with veterans um, struggling mm-hmm. with PTSD. And they use it a lot. But yes, that's something that I would personally be interested in um, just because I really I love working with trauma and everything like everything related to trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other question she asked, which I really like this one. Was why do you think it's difficult for clients to accept what they've been through is traumatic? Oh, she asked that? Yeah. I did not see that. I think. Well, if she didn't, we're going to answer. <laughs> I think it was her. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was the question again? Why do you think it's difficult for clients to accept that what they've been through is traumatic? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, you bring up like veterans. Um, I think... And this just goes back to mental health in general with men. Um, You know, they don't want to admit that they are struggling mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, like I said, that's just with men. But I know plenty of women who, like, don't want to ask for help. I'm strong enough. I can handle it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that might be a big thing. Um, Well, and I, part of what I think is a lot, for a lot of people, it's easier um, to kind of cram it down. And pretend like it's not as bad as it is because it's something that's very difficult to talk about. So it's really hard to acknowledge like, yes, this was very traumatic for me or like I've experienced this trauma because it's easier to not talk about it. Um, And I think we get to the kind of in the habit of numbing stuff down far enough that we we just don't talk about it. Um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I mean, I I think you said it well. Okay, good. Uh, Okay. Ask your husband's question because he was. Yeah. So my husband messaged the Facebook page, didn't comment or anything, which I told him to do. Loser. Yeah. So he messaged us privately. Oh, is that why I couldn't find it? Probably. Oh. He messaged the page privately and said, hey, guys, love the podcast. (laughs) Fucking better, Chris. Um. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of how do you deal with trauma from work? Like when you are involved or you have witnessed a trauma yeah, at your place of employment. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to answer it first since it's your spouse? <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think he tried relating this to his job to the best of his ability. Um, they see some traumatic shit, though. They do. Like, I mean, you never know because really the second that their parent, that these students' parents drop them off at school, Chris is responsible for them. Yeah, Chris the is- dorm mom. Exactly. I mean, he is responsible to make sure that these kids are safe and that they literally don't die. Um, and there's like, what, 200 of them? 
Yeah. Can you imagine that? So I think just the thought of something bad happening is bad for him. But I mean, you never know when a student or a staff member might call and say, hey, the student attempted suicide or hey, the student right. just overdosed. I mean, it could literally happen any minute. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably why he asked. Um, but I don't know. You, we, we see this a lot in our field or first responders. Um, um, yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah. They see a lot um, of really traumatic stuff. And it's secondhand trauma. Um, and it's it can be just mm -hmm. as bad as the person experiencing it, honestly. Yeah. Um, how would you answer that? What would you say to someone who's struggling with that? Vicarious trauma is, it's such a real thing. Um, and so what I would say is like, you handle it the same way you would handle it as if you had just been traumatized yourself. Self-care, self-care, self-care. That's going to be like the biggest piece. So if you've experienced trauma at work, getting some personal counseling, um, really taking care of yourself and making sure that you're stepping back and you're acknowledging that like, okay, this was really fucking traumatic. Um, cause you have to handle it that same way because it re it causes the same reactions mm -hmm. within your body. So you're still having the same fight or flight responses, even, even if it's a work related trauma. Um, so that's what I would say is like, you have to handle it as if it were a personal trauma, um, because your body internalizes it that way. So self-care, self-care, self-care. Yeah. Boom, mic drop. <laughs> that was a good answer. Thank So if you guys couldn't tell, this episode's gonna be about trauma. Uh, <laughs> that know. was that was kind of pretty, I guess. Thanks. <laughs> Do you wanna go first? Um yeah, I did not come very, very, very whoa. <laughs> what just happened? Are um are strokes contagious? Like, did you just give me a stroke? Are you <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> I did. Yep. I took it out of my brain and, and I put it into mine. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. I just wanted you to know what they're like. <laughs> I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> don't. I don't want to clean it up. Adam can. We can just say that one. Of, you can just say that one of the dogs came down here and put the beat in the floor. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, I did not come. <laughs> I did not come very prepared for this just because, like I said, I'm not very well educated in it. Um <laughs> my nose is Are you sad? No. <laughs> um I will I'll I mean, do you have any trauma on in children in here? Um, in your bit. notes. Okay. Well, when you talk about trauma and children, I'll, I'll kind of talk about Did that. Did you not even research this? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding it me? It was like the last minute paper thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was really relying on our guest. To be here today. Well, she's not. <laughs> so what do you have? I have that this is going to be traumatic for me. <laughs> I think I'm already traumatized. Don't talk about trauma. You just <laughs> did. <laughs> this episode is a mess. This is the episode where everyone stops listening. They're like, the fuck this is, is wrong with This is things? going to be the end. <laughs> Might as well take down our Christmas tree. <laughs> Should we just stop recording and fucking walk away? No, no. We trauma. have to give the, give the people what they want. They want trauma? 
No. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about trauma, you guys. Let's get serious. Jesus. <laughs> okay. So, trauma. Trauma is essentially any experience that you have that exceeds an individual's ability to cope. Um, and so it's just, it's anything that... <laughs> it's trying to throw my beer can away. Oh my God, Emily. <laughs> I'm done at this point. <laughs> Please Steve. step out of the pod room. Anyway, so yes, trauma is anything that exceeds your ability to cope with it. Um, so the trauma response is completely normal until it becomes so severe that it interferes with your daily life. So it's, it's the same thing we were talking about when we were talking about fight or flight. Door slams, you jump. That's very normal. When it's not normal is when it starts to impact your daily life. Um, and so there's trauma can be sustained in any freaking way. And this is like what you're talking about with Chris, right? You can hear about an event and become traumatized. That's yeah. vicarious trauma. Mm -hmm. You can witness an event. Um, so this is where they talk a lot about children who witness domestic violence. Mm -hmm. So that's very traumatic for children. If you witness a car accident, um, any, anything that you see that exceeds your ability to cope with it. Um, there have been cases of individuals who are traumatized by like watching violent movies. So there's that. Jump in at any time because I really <laughs> am nervous right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I can go into the, the children right now if you want. Well, because that's kind of my next thing is the only thing I really wrote about children <clears throat> is that they're especially vulnerable because their brain is still developing. Yeah. So trauma very physically changes the brain. Yeah. And so that was really the only thing I got into about children. So, um, so like I said, I've recently attended a trauma-informed schools training. Um, and Dr. Satan, she's in Rhode Island. She's the one that... Dr. Satan? Satan. S-A-D-I-N. Okay. Do you Dr. know... Dr. Devil? S <laughs> Satan? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No. Satan. <laughs> oh my God. Stop. We need to start over. So Dr. Satan put this on. Um, and she's based out of Rhode Island. Um, and she works in SPED. Mm -hmm. Um, but special education. But she works with special special ed students and um, students who struggle with trauma. Um, and one of the biggest things, and I, I think that this will be helpful because we have a couple of teachers who listen to us. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Hi, teachers. <laughs> so I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> so, um, but she gave us a really, really awesome analogy, and um, it's with ducks and lions. So ducks are all of your kiddos, okay. and then the lions are the kiddos who are dealing with trauma, with mental health issues, um, special education kiddos, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So if someone were to give you a duck and give you a lion and say, okay, see you later, and then you take them home, what are you going to do with them? You're probably going to put the duck in the pool, give it some food, and put a lion in a cage. Oh. Well, well yeah, put, I get put, it. Put but... a lion in a cage. Um, so what the what the analogy is there is you're not supposed to be treating the ducks and the lions the same. Right. Because they're not <clears throat> the same. Their brains are not the same. The way that they grew up are not the same. So 
um, the, the training probably like really evolved around recognizing that difference between the ducks and the lions and learning how to treat them differently in appropriate ways. I like that. Yeah. So the ducks and the lions. Um, and I know I talked about this a few episodes ago. Um, I don't know which episode it was, but, um, she said a lot of people think that when, you know, kiddos are acting out in class or something like that, that you say, Hey, pay attention to me up here. We're doing this. We're doing this. And it honestly makes it worse. And she says, what I do is I give them a coloring book or Mm -hmm. coloring pages, or I give them a um, glitter wand or a stress ball. And that slows them down. Right. And she says, you know, once I give them those coloring pages and they start doing those things, their grades go up and they start paying attention more because Mm -hmm. they need to be doing something to focus their brain on because they can't focus on you just talking. Right. And so, I don't know, I thought that was important to bring up because like I said, we do have teachers in here and even, even people who aren't teachers, like if you have kiddos, yeah, this is a really, really big thing to, to work on is recognizing Mm -hmm. the difference between the ducks and the lions and how to treat them. Well, and because when you do stuff like that, it makes them focus on the present and then they stop reliving that trauma narrative that's going on in their head. Yeah. So it kind of brings them back to the present. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's an, a really cool image on the internet that we'll have, we'll put on the Instagram. Um, but it, it really shows two different brain scans, the brain scan of a, an individual who has lived a pretty typical life, but then an individual who's experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. And you can see the different regions of the brain that are highlighted. Yeah. Um, it's, have, it's fascinating. Have you, um, do you know what your ACE score is? <laughs> yeah, it's high. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think it's like 17 or 18. Um, it's high. I don't really, do you know the background behind the ACE and everything like that? Because I don't, but I would like to explain it. Um, Not that I could explain right now. I'd have to look it up. Um, I actually went to, there was a training in Scotts Bluff not too long ago. And the guy who created the ACE study came and spoke. That's so awesome. It was. It was very dry though, because he's a doctor. Mm. And so it was very much like the medical side of things. Mm -hmm. But essentially like the ACE study was created because he was working on an obesity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to help them lose weight and figure out the thoughts behind their obesity. And as he was doing that, he started to find out that there are these things happening in the background. Um, and so that he stopped focusing on the obesity and he came back and he started looking at these precipitating factors, like mm-hmm. all these traumas that were happening. Um, and when they addressed the trauma, they started to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So there's one lady that he spoke about individually and she had been sexually assaulted And so she was doing well for a little while and then she gained all the weight back. And when they were having a conversation, she said, well, if if I'm big like this, nobody will touch me. And he's like, oh my God. And so it was like this big breakthrough is like this woman experienced this trauma and this is why she's, she has this behavior. It's a self-preservation tactic. Wow. It's very cool. Super Um, cool. But I don't have enough information to want to go super into aces. Yeah. Right now. (laughs) you can google it well i know well during that training it was over zoom obviously thanks miss rona but um so when we were talking about the ace um test during that zoom Mm -hmm. what are you doing i'm getting chilly um she took us to this website where it was completely anonymous and she would there'd be questions on the screen all of us would answer it on our phones and then you could see the bars grow go up and down of the answers. Yeah. So like one question was, you know, did you witness this growing yeah. up? And you would 
we would all answer and then she would post the results and it was great like out of the i don't know how many people were there 30 maybe 30 people i mean all but maybe two had witnessed that and statistically speaking i mean like i said you don't know who said what maybe only one person saw that and said no to the rest of them but right. regardless statistically speaking almost everyone had at least three or four aces. Yeah. And I mean, if you have two, you're pretty traumatized. Yep. So aces, I mean, essentially what those are is they're different experiences that could have potentially happened to you that the higher your ace score, the more likely you are to struggle with trauma. trauma. Mm -hmm. Really interesting stuff. It is interesting. And what's the one thing um, that I really did a lot of research on was trauma in the brain. Cause I think that's important that we understand how it changes the brain. Cause trauma can look like a million different things. Trauma can look like anxiety. Mm -hmm. It can look like anger outbursts. It can look like mood swings, denial, night terrors, um, being on edge, just that sense of edginess, sadness, isolation, withdrawal, chronic fatigue, issues with concentration, hyper arousal. So jumping at pretty typical stimuli, that you wouldn't normally be afraid of. Um, and that's just like brushing the surface. Trauma can look like anything. Um, I actually worked with an individual who had night terrors and I just can't even, I know we talked about this, but like I just can't even wrap my head around having a night terror. Um, so really early intervention is gonna be the best case scenario mm -hmm. because the earlier you can address trauma, the earlier you can kind of start to work through it and process it so that it doesn't become chronic trauma or PTSD. Uh, okay, now it's recording. Um, so I just got halfway through my other notes before I realized that I didn't hit start recording. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I did some research on trauma in the brain, and I read a lot from Dr. Bremner, and I don't remember where he's a doctor in from. <laughs> um, but a lot of his studies are trauma and its impacts on the brain. And, um, there's a big difference between like how the trauma affects you depending on your age. Obviously younger children are more vulnerable just because of how undeve underdeveloped is it underdeveloped or, oh my God. What? <laughs> I gave you your stroke back. <laughs> Shit. Oh. <laughs> uh. The lack of development of children's brain makes them more vulnerable to storing trauma in their brain. You're welcome. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> so hard. Um, so what happens is stress can cause either acute or chronic changes in the neurochemical systems in certain areas of the brain. So like the hippocampus, the amygdala, and the medial prefrontal cortex. The amygdala is like your danger alarm. That's where your stress response system is. The prefrontal cortex is kind of your decision-making and your emotional regulation and the prefrontal cortex will align. So when you've been traumatized, when you've experienced trauma, the prefrontal cor cortex will align less threatening stimulus to trauma, thus initiating the stress response system. Um, and I, I watched this really cool video and maybe, I don't know, can we put videos on the, on the Instagram? Maybe yeah. I'll link it on the Facebook. Yeah. Um, there's a video on YouTube called trauma in the brain. And there's, it's kind of cartoony. Um, but there's a young girl who's sitting there and there she's being questioned about an assault and she can't remember any of the details. They're asking her all these questions. She's like, I don't know. I don't remember. And then the clock strikes and she reacts. So her danger alarm goes off. And what's happening in this point is your hip hippocampus is pumping cortisol to stop pain. So you can focus on survival. Um, so I've been watching, 
I survived a lot and I'm really fucking addicted to it and I can't stop watching it. Uh But all of these people who are like getting shot and losing limbs and I just watched one with this guy got a fucking toe hook caught in his throat. Oh my God. And like (laughs) he showed a picture and it was really cool. Um, But all of these people, they're like, I didn't feel anything. I felt no pain. And I'm like, I feel like if I get shot, that shit's going to hurt. They feel nothing because what's happening is your hippocampus is pumping cortisol into your body Uh to stop the pain. It's like your protection system so that you can focus on survival. When you're traumatized, that alarm system gets jammed. And so those triggers are going to continuously set off alarms. So whether it's you walk by something that reminds you of your abuser or that reminds you of the traumatic incident, Mm -hmm. boom, you're going to like be hyper aroused or whatever your trauma response is. Um, the crazy thing with trauma is you're going to start seeing different mental health issues come up that may not look like trauma. So individuals who've experienced trauma tend to have increased drug use, um, increased substance use in general, increased rates of self-harm and suicide, dissociation, um, which is where you're kind of like outside of yourself Mm -hmm. and traumatic bonding. Ooh. Stockholm syndrome. Where you bond Wowza. to your to your yeah person who's traumatizing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off topic. Okay. Have you seen um the Last Man on Earth? Mm-mm. If you haven't seen it, it's on Hulu. It is the funniest show ever. So the okay. world ended, which is so fucking crazy. So I'm not even kidding you. Oh my god, I have goosebumps. <laughs> um. So this was made, and I want to say like 2016. Uh huh. Um, in the year 2020, I nope. In the year 2020, a deadly virus came out and wiped out the wiped out the world. Right, but there was a man who was immune to it. Uh huh. And so he's like, oh well, f-, like he had fun like the first like year, like robbing stores and shit because he's the only person there. Sure. Is it robbing at that point though? No. Rating? I don't know. Borrowing. <laughs> he's going to put it back? Probably not. <laughs> anyway, so he's like blowing shit up and having fun. Ooh. But then he's like, fuck, I'm lonely. And so it got to a point where like he made friends with like all these balls. And like, like Wilson. Like Wilson. Wilson. I can't so fucking And he hard. decided that he wanted to kill himself because he was like, I obviously... I have nothing to live for here anymore. Right. So while he was, so he's going to drive his truck into the side of a mountain. Uh-huh. And as he was getting up speed up to this mountain and he was like a second away from doing it, he saw smoke. And so he veered off the road and then he finds a woman and she's also immune. And so she's like, well, let's procreate. And he's like, I really don't like you, but whatever. And then they get married and then they find like seven or 10 other people and like it's just like their journey journey like traveling to different areas of the world it's so fucking funny so funny you'll laugh you'll cry whatever anyways so i bring that up cuz you say stockholm syndrome um there in one of the episodes there's like this crazy weird rich lady and she ends up kidnapping him and sending all the other people off on a boat and like Ooh. she like just steals them cuz she wants him to love her and um, he's like, I'm married and I have like four fucking kids with this lady. Let me off this boat. And she's like, no, fuck you. And so he was like, you know what? 
I'm going to pretend like I have Stockholm syndrome and be like, yeah, you're right. I love you. So that he can like fucking kill her so he can get back to his <gasps> family. Anyways, it's such a good show. You said Stockholm syndrome and it put me off onto a tangent. Eh, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> this is the worst episode we've done so far. You know what? I would rather post our political episode at this point. <laughs> the worst is the best. Maybe it's the best. You know what? I can't wait to listen to this when we're done. If it sucks ass, I'm going to be pissed because then we're just going to have to trash it and start all over. Oh, my God. You're welcome. Traumatic bonding. <laughs> be traumatically bonded this fucking podcast. <laughs> Go on. So let's talk treatments, you guys. Yes. I'm so excited for you to talk about EMDR. EMDR. Yes. yes. I'm not going to start with that one, though. Ah! Okay. Make you wait. Um, so the first one that I, I looked up was exposure therapy. Um, have you ever heard of this? Um, no. So you might, once I start explaining, you'd be like, oh yeah. Um, I feel, I feel like it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but. Um, it's exactly what you're thinking. Yeah. I don't know what you're thinking, but that's it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so exposure therapy is basically just exposing you to the traumatizing stimulus over and over and over again until you become desensitized to it. Ooh. So it's like, I don't know how I feel about that. It's kind of, they use it with phobias a lot. Um, kind of seems like unethical to me. <laughs> if it's done correctly, it's not. Okay. If you're just like throwing them in front of the stimulus and you're not really walking them through it and helping them <laughs> process it, then it's unethical. So what you do is they create an exposure hierarchy. Mm -hmm. So you basically say like, what's the absolute worst thing that you can think of? And then they're like, the worst thing would be to be in the room with this person who sexually assaulted me. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Okie doke. What's the step before that? What's almost as bad. And then they make this exposure hierarchy. And then you start with like the lowest one. And then you expose them to that. And then you help them process through any emotions that they're having. And then you work your way up the hierarchy. Mm -hmm. That's kind of exposure therapy in a nutshell. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, how, how effective do you... Oh, I'll, I'll ask you this question when you're done discussing therapies. Never mind. Go on. Yay. Um, so cognitive therapy. And that's pretty much where you just address or try to change the belief about the event. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times individuals who have been traumatized feel guilt and shame and they kind of personalize it as like, this was my fault. Mm -hmm. um, and so kind of helping them address or change those beliefs about the trauma. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty effective strategy, cognitive behavioral therapy. So kind of the same thing. If you can change, um, if you can change the thought, then you can change the behavior, things like that. Um, EMDR. Yeah. This is so interesting to me, like I, the way that you explained it, at least. Was. I've had EMDR done and it was magical. So I had a traumatic event at work to where um, a violent consumer almost killed me and my supervisor at the time. Um, and I had some EMDR done really briefly after that. And I, I'll tell you what, like, it was like magic. I swear to God, I saw like shooting colors and heard the Beatles in the background. Like, I really thought she fucking like drugged me. Um, so EMDR is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, if that's not a mouthful. Um, and what EMDR is, is you basically relive your trauma with someone who's certified in EMDR. You, any old therapist just can't do this. You have to have special training yeah. for this. Um, but you relive the trauma with directed eye movement to process and integrate trauma memories. So our brain is not equipped to handle trauma. So what, what happens is something traumatic happens and it just kind of floats around in your brain. It doesn't know where to go. Your brain can't process it. Um, so with EMDR and there's different ways to do this, but the therapist who did mine, she gave me like a little buzzer in each finger 
Um, and she had me talk about the traumatic event that happened to me. So I had to basically relive that traumatic event and it was super hard. And then she'd go through and there was a whole list of things and she'd be like, rate, like how difficult this was for you. What feelings are you experiencing? What does this feel like to talk about it? And then you close your eyes and then she sets those buzzers off and she says, have your eyes look at whichever hand is buzzing. Um, close your eyes and then relive that trauma again. So then you play that exact same trauma over again with these buzzers going off and your eyeballs are moving towards the hand that has the buzzer. And essentially what happens is your eyes are basically like being in that trauma around in your head until it's like zoop processed in its little home. So interesting. It is. It's super cool. Um, so that's EMDR. And like I said, there's been a lot of studies out there about its effectiveness, mm -hmm. especially with veterans. Um, yeah. EMDR. That's EMDR. The other really cool ones I found are sensory motor psychotherapy. <gasps> so that's therapy with body-based techniques to turn trauma into strength. And what I really love about this one is the example that I have is a rape victim. So let's say there's an individual, I still hate the word victim, a rape survivor. Let's say there's an individual who's been raped. Sensory motor psychotherapy is a way of having her go home and like physically touch her body to to kind of become, to take away that power from the abuser. You take that stuff and you may, and you make it into a strength for you. So you go home and you have to learn mm -hmm. to relove your body because it's been violated. Mm -hmm. um, oh, okay. Is that where we're at right now? Mm -hmm. uh -uh. You might be right. Anyway, that's sensory motor psychotherapy. <gasps> <laughs> no, I feel like I have to hurry. No, it's okay. Don't rush. Um, acupoint stimulation is where the therapist will put pressure on specific points to induce relaxation while you're talking about the trauma and then touch therapy. Have you had that done? No. Oh, I have had touch therapy done. Um, that's like Reiki. I've had Reiki done. Um, healing touch is what they call it too. I think there's also therapeutic massage. Mm. But I am unsure. Okay. Um, medication, obviously to deal mm. with like anxiety and depression symptoms. And then the biggest thing that they say you can do is self-care. There've been studies um, that show that exercise is super effective because it helps you decrease trauma by basically re releasing endorphins. Um, as long as you're doing it like 30 minutes a day, mindfulness can stop you from reliving the trauma because it brings you back to the present moment, finding good social support and living a balanced life. Trauma. Trauma. Like that was such an abbreviated. We could do like four more episodes on this. And, and maybe we'll bring the guest and, in. And maybe it. on like the third one, I will actually do some research. Yeah, you, dick. God. you know what? You took the wheel. <sighs> you did good. What Thanks. was your mama's question? I'm not telling you. I thought this was for the end of the episode. No, it's for a different episode. Oh. Okay. Well, what episode? The well, I can't tell you. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. It's a surprise. Whatever. So I like I want to say we did okay, but I don't think we did. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Hot mess express. Something just went wrong here. <laughs> it's a, and you have like a book for a quote for this. Oh week. my god, yeah, but it's a good one. Okay, are we ready, or do you want to talk um, about? I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to chat about? I just want to formally apologize for sucking. It's not okay. This week? It's not fucking Like I said, okay. I just had the paper and then I still have, I still have a homework assignment due at 11.59 tonight that. What? 
We should probably be well, done. It's, it's like it's like a journal. So oh, like okay. I just have to like type up some feelings. I do have like a couple other things, but I think we could post them on the Instagram. The, the Grammy. Yeah, but I like there's a there is a trauma survivor kind of mantra that I am gonna read, but that's not my quote. But oh. this one is basically just saying it's okay if you thought you were over it, but then it hits you again. It's okay to fall apart, even if you thought you had it under control. You're not weak. Healing is messy, and there's no timeline for healing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I have two other things that we can put online, and one's just kind of how to talk about your trauma and relationships. Oh, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that's hard for a significant other who, yeah, I mean, they don't know what to do to help you. They feel completely unloved because you don't want them to touch you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And well, and Yeah, hard, that's hard. And it's hard for you to talk about trauma. Yeah. You know, so it's a way to kind of like ease your way into it. And then there's um, 20 reminders for trauma survivors, which I like that one too. Mm-hmm. You are worthy. You're allowed to struggle. You're allowed to talk. You are not alone. What happened to you was not your fault. This too shall pass. You deserve to take up space. It is okay if all you did today was breathe. You deserve to be loved and treated well. You are not a mistake. You are not fundamentally flawed. You don't need permission to exist. All of your feelings are valid. It's okay to have a bad day, week, or month. Healing is not linear. You are allowed to ask for help. It's okay to not know what you need. You deserve to heal and feel better. You have a right to be heard and taken seriously. It's okay not to be okay. You are enough, and you have the right to acknowledge your feelings without having to justify them. And those are just things because I'm I'm sure that many of the people who are listening um, have experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people in the world who haven't. Yep. Um, trauma can be anything. Mm-hmm. So none of those are the quote, but I wanted to read them. <laughs> are you ready for the quote? Yes. Okay. Isn't I really like it? Um, okay. So this is by. I, do you think that's Danielle or Daniel? Ooh. Danielle. Yeah? Yeah. Danielle Kopke. Kopke. Kowetke. Kopke. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Something. I can't say your last name. Sorry, Danielle. Uh- <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> I quit our podcast. No. It's over. <laughs> okay. Um, Danielle says, your trauma is valid. Even if other people have experienced worse, in quotes, even if someone else who went through the same experience doesn't feel debilitated by it, even if it could have been avoided, even if it happened a long time ago, even if no one knows, your trauma is real and valid and you deserve a space to talk about it. It isn't desperate or pathetic or attention seeking. It's self-care. It's inconceivably brave. And regardless of the magnitude of your struggle, you're allowed to take care of yourself by processing and unloading some of the pain you carry. Your pain matters, your experience matters, and your healing matters. Nothing and no one can take that away. I love that. It was it was super powerful. Yeah, it is. I apologize for butchering the name of <laughs> who wrote it, but it was super powerful. Yeah, I really liked it. Okay, let's end this fucking shit show of an episode, please. <laughs> yeah, this one was rough. It was fun. <laughs> Oh, my God. Get me out of this room. Well, I think we spent like three and a half hours together before we recorded. And I think we got out all of our good material. Don't ever hang out with me before we podcast (laughs) ever again. No, I want to be with you forever. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, make sure you water yourself and water your friends. And catch us next week. Bye. Bye.